reading a divine telepathic scroll dictated by the divine father Jehovah to his emissary Alpha and Omega. Divine Origin of the Terrestrial Solar System The number 318 gets expanded in other planetary covenants. What is up above is the same as down below, in their first causes. Galactic Order of the Worlds Yes, little son. I will explain to you the solar system. This galactic name is correct, only for the Earth's evolution. For the Kingdom of Heavens this name does not count much. For the solar system and the universes close to the Earth are almost unknown in the Kingdom of Heavens. The Earth is a little less than a molecule, and its creatures acquire unprecedented proportions, and nobody thinks about wealth. Everybody thinks about the universal knowledge, everybody thinks about creating worlds and to offer them to the Divine Father. Everybody is a microscopic imitator of my Divine Creation. Nobody is idle. Everybody participates in the laws of the universe. An infinite totality is spoken about. The destinies of the spirits are planned and of the worlds. A divine hustle and bustle is seen as no human eyes have ever seen. Only you, divine son have the divine mental power of seeing what you see every day, for you are from the Kingdom of Heavens, and as such, your divine telepathic scripture shall be eternal. It is in you, and it shall sprout from you from world to world. One knows a tree by its fruit. If all of those first children I introduced to you would have guided themselves by this divine parable, they would have been the most joyful creatures on this planet. They would have been among the first ones in the divine revelation. Their own skepticism makes the doors of the kingdom of heavens close on them. No skeptical beings shall enter the kingdom of heavens. Only the advanced spirits enter. Those spirits who, because of their own spiritual advancement, do not need material proofs. They simply believe. They believe that nothing is impossible to the creator of life. The own faith transports them to the kingdom of heavens. That is meant by the divine parable, faith moves mountains. Almost all the skeptical beings are like the divine Thomas. They need to see in order to believe. Saint Thomas showed that he was a backward spirit. He requested proofs of the world. 
he did not request eternal proof, his belief was reduced to a proof of one instant. He did not see beyond. Therefore, those who say one has to see in order to believe are mundane spirits. They request proofs that show their own spiritual backwardness. If these creatures do not believe in the resurrection of the flesh in the year 2001, they can say goodbye to being eternal. They have received the awards in advance. The skeptical beings should not forget that nobody reads his future. That is much better to be quiet and humble than a false prophet of his own eternity. Divine Celestial Drawing Yes, little son, so it is. Just as you see on your mental television, this celestial drawing teaches that from the Sun Alpha, divine solar sparkles came out and still do, which shall become future worlds. Every planet was a solar sparklet a microscopic sparklet. It is written that one has to be little and humble to become great in the kingdom of heavens. This divine law is fulfilled in any point of the thinking expansive universe. All creatures and worlds are microscopic. To get expanded in growth and become big in space later on. Every grandeur disappears at the same time before the grandeur of the Father. He is of eternities before every grandeur and he is also before the most microscopic being that any mind can imagine. He is, has been and shall always be the first. He is known in all the universe. His divine names are infinite. According to the infinite evolutions that exist for a world, he is called this name or those names. For other worlds is the same. There is no point in the universe in which his divine name is not pronounced with devotion. That is why the Divine Father makes all his children of the universe call him I am what I am. For to some I am the Lord, for others I am Jehovah, and to others God, Allah, or the Creator, the Great Architect, the Eternal Father etc., etc., many names and one God only, for I am everywhere. Being my divine power infinite, I give life to what is thought of as being dead. My universe is a living one and the so-called death of the creature is just a transformation for the spirit who by leaving his cover of flesh 
returns to the same place where he came from, to the same place where he took a body of flesh. That is why it is said, weak is the flesh, for it only lives while the spirit lives temporarily on a material planet. By taking a body of flesh, every spirit gets reduced in dimension. Did a creature who came out of a mother's womb not start his development in a microscopic form? So it is that all the mothers do not realize for sure if they are pregnant or not. Being the creature so microscopic, when the creature is in a mother's womb, it gets expanded in development. Just as the microscopic solar sparklet got expanded, from which the Earth was born. Both procedures are the same in their first causes, and very different in their free wills. Being what is up above the same as what is down below, in its microscopic beginning. They are not the same in their own evolutions. When one returns to the little point from which one came out, there matter and spirit recognize each other, for the ordered mandate was fulfilled. Therefore, there is a divine point of reunion in the infinite for if it would not be that way, every spirit would get lost in the infinity, not having a home which is equivalent to not having a destiny, and that would be the most appalling of the punishments. The celestial science whose divine symbol is the Lamb of God is the only one that explains everybody what took place for the earth and its inhabitants in order to be born and develop themselves on a microscopic planet. For the earth has its limits and its weight. The infinity lacks of it, for the universe has never had any limit, nor shall it ever have it. When a planet or a spirit is born in some solar luminary, it is born ignoring that it has been born. The same thing happens when a baby is born on the planets. The universe appears to him in all its magnificence. It only feels a magnetic attraction towards its divine solar mother Omega who gets expanded in all the suns of the universe, in every infinite solar hierarchy, for the holy solar trinity is everywhere. It is in so microscopic worlds of flesh as the earth itself, as it is in colossal worlds, which because of their own size they shall never be known by the human beings. There is no prohibition of any kind here. There are only destinies and eternities, and each one being them creatures of planets have to fulfill them. There has never been the case for someone to have disobeyed his own destiny. 
All the worlds have a galactic antiquity. In the Kingdom of Heavens, all the divine creatures know this. The terrestrials do not know it yet, but the time has come for them to know. Every knowledge arrives when it should come, and when a determined knowledge arrives, the science of a world is shaken. What one believed as being unique is not, for every reality is not stable. It is infinitely changeable. Nothing is permanent in the universal development. Everything moves. What is up above as well as down below. And everything shall move forever and ever. In the celestial drawing, one can see certain colors coming out of a silver vessel. Those colors that are infinite in number represent the virtues of the Solar Mother Omega. And this divine revelation explains that each creature is born with different characteristics in respect of the others. This phenomenon is known as individuality on Earth, which has never been repeated among the creatures. Although it is not correct to talk about individualities here, for that belongs to the world. It belongs to matter and it corresponds to a spirit who has requested to be born again, to try a determined form of life. It is written, every spirit is trialed in his own determination, in the philosophy he chose, being a solar spirit. There, in the Kingdom of Heavens, this divine revelation explains the following. All, without any exception, are born in a state of spiritual innocence. Nobody is born with an individuality when being in a state of innocence. One does have his future germ. This germ of individuality only starts growing mature when the spirit requests a determined life on some planet of the universe. Many say that one is born with the individuality. And this is also true, and shows that the spirit has already lived in other worlds, for he already brings along an individuality. If he did not bring it along, he would be considered the most mysterious creature who has ever stepped on the planet, for there would be an exception there. But exception does not exist in the creation of the Divine Father. Every exception constitutes an imperfection, and it is therefore temporary Disappearing the imperfection, the exception disappears. The exception on earth is a product of injustice, and it goes back to many centuries ago. Those who have lived in the exception with their modes of life in respect to the divine commandments shall have a crying and gnashing of teeth.
This shows the creatures of the universe that the divine laws of the divine father Jehovah do not have an exception for anybody. The arrogant is banished and the humble awarded. Even more, all the human spirits were told a long time before each one came to the world. Therefore, if there is a crying and gnashing of teeth, it is only due to the arrogance of the guilty spirit. There is no other reason. And not only must the guilty spirit pay his own faults, but also the causes by which he made others suffer. Such is the destiny awaiting for the creators of every wealth. For because of them, my flock is classified and rich and poor. The Divine Father made the laws of life for everybody to be equal. And these demons do just the opposite. They had the opportunity of trying a philosophy that is not a tree planted by the Divine Father. And it shall be pulled out from its roots from the face of the earth. He who does it pays for it, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. It is a parable that explains that every proud thought is judged from the mundane and divine point of view. The celestial science is the science that has been announced to the world already. The firstborn solar sun said so. I shall send you a divine comforter. What he meant in other words was, I shall send a doctrine that shall comfort every sinner, for it shall give him new hopes, a new opportunity of opening their hearts to repentance. Christ knew that even if his divine doctrine was the most marvelous one, there would be demons who would try a philosophy on men, for the demons are also trialed on their inclinations. As every spirit is trialed, the spirit has trials of the past. Every demon has debts to be mended in the worlds. It so happens that what they did in a certain world, they repeated in another. It is a case of the earth, the worst yoke and whip that the earth has had and has, is the wealth accomplished by exploiting their own brothers through centuries and centuries. This damned philosophy was introduced on earth by the damned pharaohs. They had done the same in other galaxies. Many worlds still curse them. By knowing such an arrogant philosophy, the creatures of those worlds have not been able to enter the kingdom of heavens. For the divine mandate that the earth has to fulfill is applied to infinite planets' earths, worlds of the flesh. The earth has never been the only one in the universe. Before her, there were inhabited worlds already. Even more, there were worlds before the existing ones. 
in which the Earth was not among them yet. A microscopic planet of little monkeys of flesh. The Earth is a recent planet in a universe in infinite expansion and without a starting point. The Earth is so microscopic that it is unknown in almost all the universe. Therefore, be humble, children of the Earth. For this reason my holy scriptures have been teaching you humility above every virtue, so that you will not undergo a terrible complex of evolutionary inferiority in respect of the colossal worlds, which are not of flesh. They are not weak like a human creature. They are eternal. They do not know death, but they underwent that experience when eternities ago, before the earth was born, they also inhabited worlds of flesh. They were also little monkeys of flesh on planet's earths which do not exist anymore. They were very little and humble to become great in the kingdom of heavens. Therefore, what is up above underwent experiences just as what is down below. Nobody is superior than anybody. Only the Father is, and He shall be so forever and ever. The hierarchy of the worlds marches parallel to the spiritual hierarchy of their creatures when a determined world has advanced in its own evolution. It is said that the heavens open to the own world, for each knowledge leads to a heaven. Only with the knowledge learned on the planets one enters the corresponding heaven. The Kingdom of Heavens has infinite heavens which are other reigns. The planets in their rotation and translations through time get closer to the heavens. This approach is proportional to the time traveled in space and proportional to the epoch in which one lives. According to the divine covenants of every living creation, including every revelation of the Holy Scriptures. For each planet has its own scriptures, and in those divine revelations, the divine final judgments, which is the epoch that the earth shall know very soon. The final judgments in each world are not the same, for what is done in one world is not the same in the other which shows that the free will of the planets are not the same. The announcements of the final judgments on each planet presents different characteristics. In the case of the Earth, its divine scripture says, The divine truth shall arrive so unexpectedly as the surprise that is caused by a burglar at night. And the Divine Father Jehovah adds the following. There are many kinds of surprise, but the most terrifying is the one that hits a sinning conscience. For the world shall be surprised likewise. It shall wake up from its own illusion, a consequence of the science of good. 
and this is from the so-called money. This shall be so, for in the divine covenant there is no illusion. There are only commandments. And in those commandments, money and its damned philosophy is not recognized. Therefore, judgment shall be according to the commandments, and not according to money. This is unknown in all the human determinations. Before the spirit got united to the perishable body, before coming to life, good and evil is shown to every spirit. All of them watch the solar television. There every spirit watches good and evil. And that is not all. Being the spirit on his material planet, the Divine Father places the Holy Scriptures on his way. The Divine Commandments, which is like a warning of what was promised in the Kingdom of Heavens. Even more, the Divine Father who wants the best for his children sends them prophets, celestial messengers, and even his own firstborn son. And all of them know that they are going to a world where the ones in command are the demons, who in their highest pride become kings, imitating the supreme one in arrogance, Satan, who is called in the celestial world Spirit King. The term king is not original from the earth, it is a hierarchy of darkness, from the celestial world, for darkness also rivals among them. To be a king on earth is to combat my divine commandments. The divine commandments do not mandate the human spirits to become kings. They mandate to be humble. Therefore, no king on earth, nor any wrongly called noble, enters the kingdom of heavens. It was already written many centuries ago that only the humble are the first ones in the kingdom of heavens. All the nobles of the world should have read a long time ago this divine parable. By not doing it shall cost them a crying and gnashing of teeth, the same as the so-called rich who should have studied the divine parable that says, it is more likely for a camel to pass through a needle's eye than a rich to the kingdom of heavens. And all those who used and studied the arms in order to kill their own brothers, knowing that one of my commandments says, thou shalt not kill, they already have what they deserve. The divine parable says, he who kills by sword dies by sword. This divine parable is one of others that has intrigued the scholars the most. It means that one who has improved himself in some philosophy of force only receives what he reaped. The own force turns against him. This divine parable also alludes to another truth. It refers to the angels of light, divine creatures of the celestial world. 
they have divine swords of solar fire. Before them all the demons from other worlds flee, including the microscopic Satan on the earth. Not only the earth knows that demon, for the earth is not the only creation. There are other demons with other galactic rebelliousness. But no one can exceed the Divine Father, who lets them try their own error of rebelliousness. They shall fall sooner or later, as any sinner falls. Every violator turns on himself, turns on his own steps, and arrives to his own primitive innocence. For even the demons fulfill the law. They were solar innocence, as all the creatures of the universe are. When they have acquired a certain science, they believe to know it all, but they know nothing. For as one knows more before the Divine Father, one knows less. The demoniac philosophy is the temptation to dominate everything disregarding either the means or the consequences. It is the risk that every imperfect creature runs. The demons are temporary, and the divine law is eternal. The demon gets bored of being a demon. He gets bored of having to struggle against the infinity, which he does not understand, due to his own imperfection and sooner or later he renounces or he is defeated. There has never been the case of any demon dominating all the universe. The demon unknowingly is trialed in his own pride. Every harm done to the spirits of the Lord is a harm done to the Father, for it is written that the Father is in everybody and everywhere. The judgment to the demons constitutes a law apart in the knowledge of the universal truth. That happened to the pharaonic demons. These creatures had a great spiritual advancement. They were from other galaxies. They were older than the terrestrial beings. But they were tempted by the force, luxury, and slavery. The Divine Father Jehovah took them away from the planet Earth, for if he had let them stay, the philosophy of slavery would have been perpetuated from generation to generation, centuries after centuries. The human creature would have not known freedom, and the Earth would have been a planet hell. And so shall happen to every creature that violates my divine commandments. Nobody remains without a punishment. The punishments are fulfilled. Up above, as well as down below. The spiritual awards fulfill the same laws. Everybody receives according to their behavior during life. It is the effort that counts, the sweat on one's face the struggles for existence, and the more difficult the difficulty that a spirit had to confront in life was, the greater is the award in the kingdom of heavens. 
wealth has never been considered for one to enter in the kingdom of God. For my commandments do not mandate to become rich by exploiting their brothers. One who exploits them exploits the divine father, for I am in the mind of every exploited one. Wealth is the philosophy that all the spirits curse in the celestial world, for by having lived it they cannot enter the divine paradises, they can only contemplate them from the infinity, which such a pain and spiritual sadness that it would move you in such a degree that uh, that impression would follow you through many existences. There is no rich who has not cursed gold in the kingdom of God. When they arrive to his divine presence, to render a divine account of their planetary life, there and only there the rich understands the reason of humility the reason of always being the son of man, which is the son of work, and not a slave of wealth, a slave of illusion, a slave of Satan, a slave of the science of good, a slave of a mode of life that makes him forget his own creator, and which only lasts an instant in the spirit's eternity. There, the one who was rich recognizes everything that happened when he came to the world earth, and he sees with a deep sorrow that it would have been better for him to have remained in the Father's dwelling than to have known and lived in wealth on his way through the earth. Each second of violation weighs an eternity in the Spirit's life. Limit does not exist in the kingdom of heavens, where everything is living, which came out of a living God, where everything is measured by existences, by journeys and returns to the worlds of the material space, where one never dies, where one always comes out of and arrives in in a movement and hustle and bustle of creatures and worlds as the human mind shall never imagine. To see this marvelous spectacle, one has to be born again, which means to relinquish the cover of flesh, and in a free state penetrate in a real way the worlds and the suns. In a spiritual state, the thinking being penetrates the dimensions which he penetrated before he got united to the body of flesh. The divine term that says, from dust you are and to dust you shall return, has two meanings. One refers to the body of flesh, which after every temperature disappears, it rots away and becomes dust and disappears. The other one refers to the arrival of the spirit in the celestial world. After being judged upon, he has to be born again on another planetary dust. He must return to another microscopic world, 
The worlds of the creatures of flesh are called dust worlds, for being looked at from other colossal worlds, they look very tiny, so microscopic that they must be augmented in infinite degrees. This is relative to the sciences and evolutions of each world, just as the Earth has gigantic telescopes. The colossal worlds of the Kingdom of Heavens have the gigantic solar television, or universal television, the same one that the silver vessels have, by which they observe the worlds and suns. The solar television is a gigantic replica of the fluid television, which every creature has around his body. All the acts of life are transformed in images, which are attracted in a magnetic form around the body. Every body of flesh functions as a magnet of their own ideas, for every creature of flesh has an electric current, inherited from the solar dwelling. This eclectic current has a divine value in its respective evolution, it corresponds to a trillionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a solar line. A solar line is the time and space which the Earth has traveled, since it was a microscopic solar sparklet, which came out of the suns Alpha and Omega. The solar line is the most amazing revelation that the human knowledge can receive. All the history of the material past of the Earth is there. In there, such a remote epochs are contained, which not even the damned pharaohs knew about. Despite the fact that they saw the germ of the human creature in puddles and swamps in the aquatic epoch, when no soil came out of the waters yet, for the continents are the product of the drop of temperature of the waters. The first waters boiled, for they came out of fire, of the solar sparklet, of the drop of temperature. Written by Alpha and Omega We are sharing the new revelation, the celestial science of the Divine Lamb of God. <laughs>